Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association and Chris Giddings. To learn more about cool ways to support Oh My Dollar and get perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com slash support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. I'm your other host, Will. We have a listener question today, and honestly, there's a lot to tackle here, so I think that's the whole episode. Will, do you want to read what Moschel wrote? Yes. Marcel wrote in, I'm a small business owner and have recently expanded to have eight employees. We're doing well as a business, and I'd love to encourage my employees to save retirement. What are my options as an employer? Uh, Marcel, this is great because we've talked before about what you can do if you're self-employed or if you have the employer-based options. But if you are an employer yourself, how do you set things up? So there's a couple different options and there's different kinds of buckets to think about. So there are buckets that are purely based on you contributing as an employer. So they are you know, just essentially contributing as an employer and what the employee does has nothing to do with it. There are options that require you to offer a match as an employer, which means that you'll put up some of your own money into the employee's um, IRA. Yeah. And then there's some other options, which are essentially just an IRA that you are establishing as an option for employees and you will do the automatic deductions out but it's just like they would have an IRA outside of work. Oh, so you wouldn't be matching per se. You'd just be sort of setting up that infrastructure yep. for them. And then um, kind of the last option are the more traditional options that you think of with large employers like 401ks, 403bs, 457s. And those are the thing that I will probably most likely warn you away from as an employer. And the reason I would warn you away from something like a 401k or a 403b is these are, which you know we've talked about before, those mm-hmm. are essentially types of accounts that uh, allow you to save for retirement. The current year's limit is $19,000 a year per employee. And you have the option of matching or not matching as an employer. Here's the thing about 401ks. As a small business that only has eight employees, 401ks do cost you a bunch of time in administration. You need to have you you are responsible as the employer for keeping on top of rules and regulations as they change. And even though you'll use a third party vendor, a brokerage, um, which would be something like Vanguard or Fidelity or Mm -hmm. one of those companies, you still have to follow all of these rules. And these rules and documents that you need to file and everything can can be kind of a pain in your butt. And you really don't (laughs) 
you want to worry about your business, right? You, you're not in the business of being a 401k provider. You just want to treat your employees well and make sure that they're saving for their future. And frankly, 401ks are a lot of work. And so unless you have someone who has plan administration as a large part of their job, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Right. Um, and, that, and that's why it makes more sense for like a larger business with larger overhead to have that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and a lot of the options I'm about to talk about will not apply to you and if you have more than like 100 employees. And so that's important to understand is a lot of the things I'm talking about are specific to smaller employers. Almost all of the ones I am going to talk about only apply to for-profit businesses. There are a couple of these that you can do if you are a uh, nonprofit and you're looking to set up retirement plans for your employees. So I will note as we go through them. So the first option is kind of those, those 401ks and they do take a lot of work. You have to do what's called means testing, which is making sure that you're, you know, not giving too many of the higher compensated employees more access to the 401k. You you have to set up this plan administration. It, it's a lot of work. It is a thing that you can do. Um, but right, I, and there's full time people who like administrate these things in many cases. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah definitely. Um, and I've worked at nonprofits that have had them and not had a plan administrator that knows what they're doing. And it, it it's a, a bunch of work to dig up those documents and make sure they're updated when the laws change. But if you are a small business that is only self-employed, um, you can do what's called a solo 401k um, or a solo Roth 401k. And uh, this only works if you don't have any other employees. So Marcel would not be in the category of this. But those are a lot easier to administer because obviously you don't have to do really any testing, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and those can be really great if you're trying to reduce your um, taxable income because those the solo 401k is going to be pre-tax and you can contribute both on the employer and the employee side. So it can be up to $56,000 depending on how much earned income. Now, this is maybe a stupid question, but would putting would matching employee contributions to these accounts reduce the employer's taxable income? Yes, it would. Oh. Um, and so doing matching generally is it's business overhead, right? Um, and so hmm. this is a it's a business expense. Some of the things that change in the new tax law do affect generally how this is, but um, this is tax deductible just the same as like when you pay an employee as an employer that you're you know you are paying part of their taxes but like the amount that you pay them is is a business expense for you right so mm -hmm. the the same as we talked about like when i pay will uh as my, my business oh my dollar like i'm not paying personal taxes on the amount of money that right I pay okay yeah. um so, it, it, yeah, generally it is it is a thing that you can get a payroll deduction. Obviously, um, if you're at the point where you have eight employees for your business, I hope that you are working with a qualified tax professional um, if you are not one yourself. And um, simply because there is a lot of things to consider around this and you want to make sure you don't miss any of those, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. local taxes and things like that. Okay, so. 401k, hopefully I've maybe scared you away from that a little bit, unless you're, you know, really up for a challenge. Maybe you are. You listen to Oh My Dollar. The other options you can do are quite simply helping your employees. If you're a small employer, you're not planning to massively grow. One of the options you can do is just encourage your employees to set up a IRA. There is an incredibly easy program set up by the government called MyRA. Oh, cute. Yeah, they try. <laughs> they try. That's about That's a good cute... pun for the government. Yeah, I know. For the government, they're trying. Um, and the MyRA is 
pretty nice because there's no cost to employers to set up. You don't need to administer employee accounts and um, you don't need to match or contribute to employee contributions. The government provides all the materials you need to set up and be above the law with this. And essentially those accounts are Roth IRAs for your individual employees. So it's very good if you're like, for example, like you own a coffee shop and you have a lot of mm-hmm. kind of lower income employees that might be younger to make sweeping generalizations about coffee shop employees mm-hmm. that are probably correct. Um, <laughs> if you're in that case, you probably have a lot of employees that maybe don't have any kind of IRA set up. And the my IRA is meant to be kind of a starter IRA. The downside of this in my opinion, is that these accounts are, one, they're made with after-tax dollars. So for some people, that might not make sense. We know the difference between Roth versus traditional. But also, they are locked up into savings bonds. So rather than, as we encourage, you want to invest for long-term growth on this, and we want you to be invested in you know things that are going to give you a higher rate of return over the long term, bonds are, when you're younger, should be a very small part of your overall portfolio. What the MyRA is, is it tries to ease you in by giving you a guaranteed rate of return, which is equal Hmm. to the G fund of the government's thrift savings plan. What's the G fund? They're essentially government bonds. And uh, right now they give 1.875%, right? Which is not, I mean, that's still better than in most bank accounts. It's better than a checking account. And it's good if you're scared of getting started. The other thing about this is it is very, very, very much meant to be a starter plan. So once you get to $15,000 in that MyRA, per employee, they have to roll it over into a privately held Roth IRA. Okay, so almost it's sort of encouraging them to kind of get over there. Just get started. (laughs) And we've talked before, Oregon is implementing this thing called Oregon Saves. And Oregon Saves is pretty much similar to MyRA, except it is not necessarily locked up into a G fund. It's locked up into target retirement funds based on when the employee is going to be hitting retirement oh, age. Oh, so then some some sort of combination of bonds yeah. and... Bonds, bonds and stocks. Bonds and stocks, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the MyRA is a good option if you're just trying to get your toe in the water for this. Uh, they aren't necessarily going to be the best enough option, but they are essentially set up for this, which is please offer something and please encourage your employees to get their toe in the water. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another option in kind of that vein is to set up a Roth or traditional IRA. You can either administer these, you, you can help your employees set them up, but they are technically their own accounts. So the downside of this is that you won't be able to match. So if you want to give any kind of employer contribution, the only thing you can do is help your employees save pre tax money out of their paycheck and put it into their own account. Right. So having that kind of automatic deduction set yeah. up for them. And, and those automatic deductions, technically you can set up for any employee if they have their own IRA already set up outside of work. But obviously you're a small employer and probably most employees don't know that. We've talked about it before on the show, but a lot of people don't automatically know that that's a thing they can ask their employer to do. A majority of employees worldwide don't yet listen to Oh My Dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're working on it, but not yet. But not yet. So th- that is another option. If you just want to like encourage your employees, one thing you can do is just set aside an employee learning day, you know, m- give them donuts and say, hey, I want to encourage you as as employees to set up IRAs. And uh, here is the form in which I will I will help, you know help you take this automatically out of your paycheck and get saving. The downside is you can't offer that, that them that cool carrot, which is employer contributions yeah, yeah. that match. 
All right. We are going to take a quick break. Reminder that Oh My Dollar is supported by listeners like you through our Patreon and by sponsors. We're going to come back and talk about the other options for setting up employer retirement plans. But first, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Yes, BRB. So, Will. Lillian. If you were an employer with eight employees, you know your easy options. Yep, we your have the easy ones. And, you know, just helping your employees with whatever their and IRAs. Almost all of these options don't have matches that we talked they about. They don't have matches. And the other downside is you, as an employer, might be making some money. You're a business owner. Maybe you want to reduce your taxable income. Mm-hmm. Not a lot you can do with these, right? Like the these have pretty low limits. So the IRA limits are six thousand a year, and you know that isn't that doesn't reduce your taxable income that much. So, what are your other options? Well, if you want to go the complete opposite of not being able to give an employer contribution, there is also the SEP IRA, which is a simplified employee pension. Well, that sounds simple and matching. It sounds simple. It's really not that simple, um, but it is very much a matching because it is only employer contributions. Oh. So it is a type. Okay, so an employee pension. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you remember those good old days where people had pensions through their jobs. I do not. But <laughs> heard of it. We, I've heard about them in shows and the news <laughs> occasionally. These are for self-employed people or small business owners. And a small business owner with one employee or more or anyone with freelance income can open in a simplified employee pension. They can be really good uh, retirement option for small business or or self-employed people as they're relatively easy to set up. And individuals don't have to pay taxes on the dividends or capital gains that the investments earn, which is, you know, a big deal. It helps uh, long term in saving for retirement. The easy way that you set them up is that you, you essentially make sure that you get the correct forms from the institution that administers them. And yep. <laughs> then you need to make sure that you deposit SEP contributions into each of your employees' accounts. And there's quite a lot that you can put into these SEP IRAs. These SEP IRAs are only employer contributions, though. So, so, you, so, if you, so for the goal of helping your employees save say, for retirement, you'd also want to encourage them to set yep. up their own Roths. And, or... and what is very helpful is if you're a sole proprietor, you don't have to really worry about that, right? Mm-hmm. But you get to set up who qualifies for the plan, but there's upper limits on who you can deny access to the plan. So it's good to know, essentially, like if you have an employee, I think I think the maximum limit is if you have an employee that's worked for you for three out of five years, you you have to be contributing to their SEP IRA. And what level you set has to be across the board the same. So Right. So they're just ensuring you're you're being consistent, consistent and fair across and all fair. your employees. So you're not just like screwing Jack from down the hall. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the big <laughs> thing is that they don't want you as an owner to be like, I want to give myself 100% of my income, mm-hmm. but then I'm not going to contribute for anyone else. If you want to do that, there's other options, right? <laughs> um, so contributions are only made by the employer, but you can go up to a maximum of $56,000 a year. That it's is, nice of course, <laughs> yeah, it's a good max. Um, of course, it is based on your total gross amount of money that your business is making. 
you know, this is a pre-tax contribution just the same as it would be for a traditional 401k or a traditional IRA, which means that they're taxed at withdrawal, but it means you lowers your taxable income. Yep. It's pretty cool. So the way that you set these up is that you need to find an administer for the program if you want to do a SEP IRA. And that's got to be a third party? Um, like you can't administer y- your own? You can't administer. You do have to hold the paperwork and you will you know, need to set up whatever automatic transfers you're doing in order to deposit in the account. But yes, you need a brokerage. So unless your small business of eight people happens to be an investing brokerage, which is pretty much doesn't exist, uh, (laughs) uh, then uh, yes, you do need to set up with a third party. And, you know, you can kind of just stumble around and look for SEP IRA. Uh, Some of the typical ones that small businesses use are Fidelity, Vanguard, and you can can look around. One of the biggest uh, recommendations I have here is to ask other small business owners. So what's working for them, what they've tried. Yeah, what they like, what doesn't make them angry to deal with. So Now, what if you're in between? You're like, you don't want to not match anything. You don't want to deal with the heavy administration of the 401k, but you want to be able to contribute a little bit and encourage your employees to save for retirement. Well, one of the other options for you is something called a simple IRA. Not a a simplified employee (laughs) pension, but a simplified IRA and a simple IRA. And I will say... It is actually simple. Whoa. It is actually also an acronym because it's the government. So it's what simple. What does it stand for? I got to know. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Sorry. know. Uh, can't say something is an acronym and not follow up, though. It stands for Savings Incentive Match Plan for em- Employees Individual Retirement Account. Sounds like simply. Simply. They try. <laughs> they try. So a simply IRA. Okay. Like many government things, yeah. it is a acronym and it is cool because i think it's one of the best options for a small business owner because it allows you to sidestep a ton of that heavy lifting that you need for other sponsored retirement plans like a 401k which have all of those hefty reporting and administrative duties they're more simple than a 401k quite simply the name the advertising in the name is true okay but the cool part is they allow employees to contribute for themselves unlike the SEP IRA there's also no IRS filing re- requirements for the employer. But the thing about this is if you have a simple IRA, you can't have another retirement plan in place. So like you can't, for the business? or For the business, uh-huh. yeah. So you can't have like a SEP IRA and a simple IRA or a 401k and a simple IRA. Is that because by doing that, you'd sort of, you could exceed the limits on either or both? Yes, uh-huh. definitely. But you could also have a IRA set up on your own, even though they have IRA in the name, you can have your own individual retirement account as an owner or an employee and a simple IRA, and those limits do not count against each other. Okay. So that is good to know because we do know that traditional and Roth IRAs count as part of the same $6,000 a year limit. Yeah. Just to make it confusing, these all have IRA at the end, even though they're all totally different kinds of accounts. Simple. Just, just simple. <laughs> so simple IRA is really, really fascinating. And I do think it has in many ways some of the best administration. And it is one that you can also do as a nonprofit. If for if you know you're too small of a nonprofit to really do a 401k or a 403b, simple IRA can be a good option. The thing here though is that the employer has to match the employee contribution on a dollar-for-dollar basis up to 3% of the employee's salary. Okay. 
or they have to make what's called a non-elective contribution, which means that even if the employee doesn't choose to save, the employer has to make a contribution instead of the matching. I don't think I understand that. Essentially, you have to put in money for each employee, regardless of whether or not they save. Gotcha. In the simple okay. IRA. Or or match. Yep. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's the IRA very briefly had at a place before I left, because I remember the 3%, up up to 3% specifically. Or is that consistent across other IRAs? Um, It's a very common amount for uh, 401k matching. Mm. But the simple IRA is kind of nice because the employee keeps the account. It's in, it's their own account. It's not something administered by your your employer. So you don't have to deal with that rollover problem that right. you have to deal with if you leave your employer. Oh, that's nice. Um, and as an employer, it's, it's I think, one of the easiest ones to administer, um, short of just not having one, right? Um, <laughs> the easiest to administer. And it's one of the only ones that makes it fairly easy to contribute. You can set your own requirements for who qualifies for the plan, um, but just like the SEP IRA, there is an IRS limit where you can't you know, just choose to exclude people. So any employee earning at least $5,000 during any two years before the current calendar year and who expects to make at least that in the current calendar year has to be able to participate in the plan, um, which means that if you're doing the automatic contributions, you're going to have to give 2% into everyone's plan as the employer, regardless of whether or not they're saving or whether or not you like them. <laughs> right? Okay, I follow. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, the other thing to know is that you are you are able to adjust uh, the amount that you are contributing as an employer to the plan up or down between like 3 or 2 or 1% year oh, to year. Oh, so you're not tied to that You're percentage. not tied to that, but it is kind of a pain in the butt and there is a limit to how much you can adjust it and you can't adjust it down to zero for more than like one year out of every five. So Because then you just don't have it. Yeah, then you just don't, then it's just not matching. Um, and so that what's important to kind of know about that is that you are kind of locking yourself into giving everybody a two percent raise if you do this. But if you're if you're committed to doing the IRA, that two percent raise, if you don't have a lot of employees, can can end up being less than the administration fees for something like a four hundred one k. Say another staff member to run that, or or your own time in running. Yeah, that. yeah. exactly. And. You're contributing to your employee's retirement, which right, is really great. Right, which is great. our stated goal here, too, which yeah. is great. Yeah, and Mission also accomplished. helping them save. Um, and, it, and it's a good carrot, right? Like, it's a good carrot for your uh, employees if you, do, if you structure it as a match. Mm -hmm. So those are pretty much your options as a small business, and, uh, small business that wants to set, uh, set up retirement. There is also profit sharing, but we aren't going to do uh, a ton of emphasis on that, but it can be... A good incentive for a small for-profit employer that wants to figure out a way to encourage their employees uh, to both help with r making the business be better and also helping helping them save for retirement. Um, those the profit sharing is more complicated to set up, but you usually set it up the same as you would do a payroll deduction. And quite often you can do this so that it is set up within one of these different workplace retirement plans. So if you do want to do uh, profit sharing, you could do it in something like a SEP or a simple IRA. Mm -hmm. um, and profit sharing just allows you to, um, you know, structure some kind of work incentive in with retirement saving, which can be a good option if you are a small business, yeah, right? And another carrot, like you were saying. Yeah. That's, yeah. And a carrot to do more work, not just... 
general, eat. right? Yeah, not just a snack. <laughs> so those are your options. Setting up a 401k, it can it can be costly and a bit of an administrative headache. Simple IRA is a good option, but you will have to contribute um, for your employee, employees. A SEP IRA, you will also have to contribute for your employees. But the great news is that it can be a really good way to lower your taxable income as an owner. Mm-hmm. Um and your Roth or Roth traditional or my IR, my RA done through employer deductions, those are good options if you aren't able to do a match, but you just want to encourage your employees to start saving for retirement. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Those it's, yeah, a lot of good options. I hope a that- A couple mediocre options. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're kind of across the board. If you are an, a small employer in Oregon, you are being phased into the- that doesn't currently have a retirement plan for employees. If you are an Oregon employer listening to this and you are a small employer that does not yet have a retirement plan in place, you will be phased into the Oregon Saves program. We did an episode about hmm. that last year, maybe two years ago, but it's being slowly phased in over the next couple years. So I will link in the show notes about that. It's essentially the IRA option that we talked about, except it is ministered by the state. And so it eliminates some of the headache for you. So yeah, it has pretty much the same downsides as the IRA options that we talked about on this. But you will be required to either opt out by saying you have access to another retirement plan for your employees, or you will be um, required to enroll in that. So if you're an Oregon employer, you could just ignore it and this problem will solve itself. (laughs) That's interesting though. So so sort of being being made mandatory in a way that seems worthwhile as uh, an employee. Oregon has one of the lowest rates of retirement savings in the country and some of the least prepared citizens for retirement. Uh, Sounds like Oregon. So (laughs) Oregon is working very hard to try to fix that, but they also want to be a leader on this kind of policy at the, the national level. And so, uh, yeah, we have a whole interesting episode with uh, one of the folks from that state program, Oregon Saves. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. having trouble placing that episode. But it, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a long was time ago. One. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it takes. A, it turns out it's a long time to roll out a statewide retirement plan. So It impacts every employer? Uh, it ever, impacts every employer, including if you are self-employed. Uh, but that's not wow. for a couple years. Um, but if cool, you're though. self-employed, all you have to do is opt out and say... Say you don't want to do it. (laughs) So I think that is it for today. I hope that helped if you are someone that is has a small business or even is self-employed and just looking for ways to reduce your taxable income. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Reminder, we love hearing from you. Email us your financial worries or successes or questions about IRAs at questions at oh my dollar or tweet us at anomaly or at oh my dollar. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki and your host and personal finance educator is Lillian Carebake. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you.